So you want to just forget all about it, pretend like it never happened? Welcome to a brand new Exploit It episode, the show where we talk about exploitation and exploitation-adjacent films. I'm Alexis Jowski. And I wish I were adjacent to this film. <laughs> really? No, I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we are talking about Swim Fan from 2002, directed by John Paulson. What's up, ladies? Hey. Mm. My swimming buddy. Then Cronin thought he had it all. Scouts are coming next week. It might actually happen, huh? Yeah, can you picture it? Good friends. Oh, break one! I just remember why we broke up, John. She couldn't handle me in bed, or? <laughs> and a bright future. <laughs> so, Madison Bell. Dude, she is so smoking hot. You know I'm planning on hearing that little southern accent when she moans my name. I can't get this stupid thing open. Do you think you could? Take a look, yeah. What's the letter for, Ben Cronin? The letter is for swimming. Are you good? I'm okay, yeah. But he never imagined. What are you doing here? One moment. Okay, I want you to. Could change everything. Hello? Oh, funny thought. Surprise. It's so great to finally meet your mother. Finally. You just met me. You want to pretend like it never happened? I have a girlfriend. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. You have 81 new emails. Picture received. Gotcha. Hey. Hey. This is my boyfriend, Ben Cronin. Amy just can't stop talking about her perfect boyfriend, even when I beg her to stop. <laughs> I know what you're doing. No emails, no visits, nothing. I'm with Amy. Ben, get back here. You tested positive steroids. I don't take steroids. Clean out your locker. You're off the team. Did it. I know she did. You're crazy, man. You're losing her. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. She killed him. When I was with him, I pretended he was you. Paramedics just brought Amy in. She okay? Amy, where is she? She's not good enough for you. Swim fan. Starting to think you don't appreciate me. You picked this. I did. <laughs> In my defense, I watched it 21 years ago in college. As a, what would I have been in 2002? 19? Yeah. Look, 19-year-old. I mean, that's, what, why would a 19-year-old want to watch this movie? <laughs> well, I wanted to watch it at the time because of the hot shirtless swimmers, but that's not the reason you watched it. No. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, but not not in the same way. Not in the same way you were vibing on it. You wanted Eric Christensen, didn't you? Yeah, I did at the time. Um, yeah. yeah. Girl that looks like Julia Stiles. Yeah, but not as cute. <laughs> in fact, when I saw her in traffic the year before this, I thought that was Julia Stiles, the entire damn movie. <sighs> but anyway, so Swim Fan, John Paulson, so he directed some movies and some television. Uh, he directed Hide and Seek from 2005, the thriller with um, Robert De Niro. Okay. But mostly, John Paulson's a talented saxophone player that's won awards and put out albums of him playing the sax. Seems like an odd career pivot to direct Swim Fan, but... <laughs> and... Yeah, this movie opened number one at the box office that, that I week. Saw, I saw that. That's that's a thing that happened. Yeah, it beat out My Big Fat Greek Wedding that week. Yeah, which of those movies has had more staying power? I say as the 18th Big Fat Greek Wedding movie comes out. This, I don't know, it's the third, oh, third it, fourth one. Didn't it have a series? I know it had like a couple movies. I think this is the fourth one. It might be the third one. It's at least the third one. It might be the fourth in the series. Yeah. Yeah, I could but be a professional and look it up. But. Swim Fan just exists as one of the movies of all time. It exists as one of the movies of all time. Pretty sure we're the only... It's the third, third <laughs> you know, Greek, Greek wedding movie. Um, 
pretty sure we're the only ones who remember this film. Among the few. Yeah, it's a it's a select club. So we start with a, a random shot of somebody playing cello. We later learn it's Erica Christensen's character, Madison Bell, just playing away on the cello. We get alert. We see trophies and everything. For the, like, five minutes of actual score we get in this movie with the cello stuff, it's very nice, because I love cello and it's beautiful, but... Yeah, you know, unfortunately, this movie had two composers? For literally one song. <laughs> yeah. because, because most of the movie's soundtrack is um, really bad early 2000s rock. Well, this is the era where people still bought soundtracks. That's true. So it's like, hey, you know, we can sell a soundtrack if we put some generic 2000s pop on it. Yeah, it's um, it's a thing that exists. And we see um, Ben Cronin. I hate that name, by the way. Yeah. It makes me think of Crohn's disease every time I hear his last <laughs> name. <laughs> but Ben is played by Jesse Bradford. Who I think this is, he, he did this on the way to become a race car driver. I think Speedway Junkie was like right before this. Yeah, no, I mean like after Speedway Junkie, before he arrives. Oh, after he leaves mm-hmm. Vegas? Yes. He, he, he stops to, to become a swim star in New Jersey. Yep. Yep. Speedway Junkie, episode 41. We reference that one quite often, by the way. Speed, Speedway Junkie was actually not terrible. That's the <laughs> not terrible. It's a good movie. It's better than this movie. Jesse Bradford and his gay friend in Las Vegas. Jesse Bradford is better in that movie than he is in this, um, this, this thing. Daryl Hannah's a prostitute. It's great. Yeah. And fucking, uh, what's her face? From Saved by the Bell. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. JTT, uh, talking about how he likes to hook up with anything that moves. Yeah. But so, um, one thing to point out about Swim Fan, almost all of this movie is shot with a blue filter. So much blue in this movie. It is a lot of blue. Yeah, so, Ben's making out with his girlfriend. Um, in this, this in a car, in a car, pulled off, not even in like a lover's lane. They're just on the, along the side of the road at dusk. It's not even dark. They're just naked and kissing in this car. I'm like, like, have some. I've, I've never tried to do anything in a car, but that seems like high on the not comfortable list. Oh, car sex is terrible. It's just, I, I guess it's a rite of passage for kids and shit, but it's like. It looks so un. It's like my my tier list is an uncomfortable sex has got to be like beach one, car two, water three. Well, I mean, I can understand if they're high school students that like, oh, my parents are home and your parents are home. Guess we right. Just- it's still uncomfortable. But he drives a truck. You could at least put a blanket down in the back of the truck. Back. Yeah. Have sex in the cab here. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, and they're not even pulled into some area. that Some other car drives past and doesn't even notice them. It must be there all the time. It's like, oh, it's those two fucking kids again. Oh, it's the fuck truck. <laughs> it's the fuck truck. There it is. It's a, it's a local landmark. So, um, we have two composers for this film. There's, like, the composer, Louis Febre, who did the instrumental stuff. Yes. And then another, it says, music themes by John Debney. Themes, yes. All of all of the zero. <laughs> yeah. Even though Debney's the more notable composer. He did the music for Hocus Pocus. I Know What You Did Last Summer. The Princess mm. Diaries. The, Iron the Man 2. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but the only good part of Hocus Pocus is the music. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big fan of Hocus Pocus either. Oh, oh, thank God. My wife loves it, and I had never seen it until a couple years ago. She made me watch it. I'm like, this is fucking awful. They made a sequel. I know. I think it's a movie that if you, it's like, I always describe it like Wayne's World. It's like, it does, this is not aged well. But I think if you saw it, like when it came out, you probably still like it. But if you show it to anybody <laughs> this year, it doesn't matter how old they are, they're going to go, why does anybody like this movie? Yeah. But so we also get to meet the, uh, the swim coach, Dan Hedaya. I do love Dan Hedaya. Yeah. He is so, like, underused here though yes that's i was just gonna say he is vastly underused get somebody great like dan hedaya who's who basically just pops up on screen to say swim better yeah just generic swim coach like i could have done that role yeah why get dan hedaya to do 
that that's a waste. Because he's like, Ben, scout's coming. Swim better. Live in the pool. Yeah, that's basically all he says. When you're not swimming, I want you to dream about swimming. <laughs> but I also don't want to put undue pressure on you, Benjamin. Yeah. And I'm like, this is swim club. It's high school swim club. But no, he the, there's coaches, uh, scouts from Stanford coming down. And Stanford, for those who don't know, Stanford does have an extraordinarily good swim program, as does my alma mater cow. Yeah, so maybe that's why they picked it. Yes. They they actually, we've been watching these sports movies, they've done a pretty good job of, like, picking schools that actually have good programs in the sports that, that they're going for. Yeah, and um, they're like, this is your future, Ben. And I'm like, no, his future is to be a race car driver in North Carolina. That's right. Uh, we get to meet his clique. There's uh, his his jock buddy, Josh, who is just your typical rude jock. He looks like Paul Walker at home. Yeah, played by Clayne Crawford. There's uh, Ben's girlfriend, Amy, played by Sherry Appleby. Who's a very nice girl and, and doesn't deserve all the shit that happens to her in this movie. And then there is Black Girl, who has no name and two lines. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I forgot she was even in the movie, because she's in, like, all of two and a half scenes. Yeah. And so while while Josh is, is walking backwards, talking about, like... <laughs> Apparently she used to fuck Josh. That's the only thing I <laughs> I got, got from that. She's just still hanging on? <laughs> I guess. Maybe she's just... She's, she's probably friends with Amy. That could explain, yeah, why, why she still hangs around. Yeah. He's walking backwards and bumps into this guy... Well, they call him Dante, but Dante's his last name. What was his first name? Yeah. I have Christopher, I believe. Christopher, yeah. And, you know, just he's walking backwards, bumps into this guy, and he's like, Oh, you fucking nerd. You stupid nerd. He's a crazy nerd. Yeah, well, it's because it's, it's Josh who's a fucking tool. Yeah, he's a toxic jock. Um, this, this nerd is played by James DeBello, who we will see again in Cabin Fever. Uh, kind of looks like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, even though well, I thought he looked like Jeffrey Dahmer in this movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. He's got a very Dahmer look to him. He does. Sorry, Brendan Fraser. I'm not saying you look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Amy has been aside and is like, so if you're going to go to Stanford, I'm going to be going to school in Rhode Island. And I put... Which like, means she's going brown. Okay, forward. that makes sense. I was like, what the, the fuck is in Rhode Island? <laughs> I mean, she might be going to URI, but my guess is, uh, my guess is they're, they're implying Brown. She might be going to upper respiratory infection. Yeah. University <laughs> of Rhode Island, but I'm I'm guessing it's Brown. Um, and she's like, it's three thousand miles, but I love you. We'll make it work. She's a sweetheart. And then he's like, I've bought you something, and I had Ator on the mind it's where my, it was like, is it's it my a bear? dick in a box. <laughs> it's my dick in a box. Yeah, that would have been this era. No. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it was a bear that he was going to go pull Ator. That would have made this movie infinitely better. Here, I got you this bear. No, it's just a fucking little stupid necklace that looks like it came from like a New Mexico roadside gift shop. Which is, I mean, look, they're in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, they don't know better. Ooh, it's native. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's like, you know... I wouldn't be here if you didn't believe in me. And she's like, this is just a ploy to get laid, right? I'm like, yeah, of course it is. If he really cared, he would have bought you a bear instead of your fucking Mexico necklace. If you love someone, buy them a bear. That's my motto. Yeah. If you care, buy a bear. That's right. Especially if it's your sister. Yeah. But then we get. If you don't understand that reference, go listen to the Ator. Yep. Go listen to Ator. So then we get Madison showing up as the new girl, and she is evil seductress right off the bat. The way she yeah, well, puts on this lip gloss. At the end of the movie, we'll discuss my issues with Madison as a character. And but she, for now, yes, she is very unnerving. She is she is going into the school with the first man I see I'm going to fuck, and the first man she sees is Ben. And she's like, oh, I can't open my locker. Can you help me? And um, It turns out Ben's got levels in Rogue. Yeah, high levels, because he can pick a combination lock with a hairpin. Pretty quickly, too. Yeah. How do you pick a combination lock? Um, there's an override. I'm sure I can find a lock-picking lawyer YouTube video that can demonstrate it. But Yeah, and um, 
so he uses her hairpin, her like music note hairpin, which he she says keep it. Which like what the fuck is he gonna do with your hairpin, Madison? Think of her, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like it's, tota- it's totemic. <laughs> I don't, don't know what it is. On the completely rare off chance you have to save your girlfriend from handcuffs, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean. You never know. <laughs> For, foreshadowing. <laughs> but Ben works as like a CNA at a hospital with his mom. Yep. His mom's mo- a doctor? Yeah. You know what she's famous for? Huh. She uh, played Grey's mom in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's right. I did read that. Kate Burton. So keep playing the doctor. Ben. He gives out medicine, which I was like, wait, CNAs can't do that. You have to be nurse. Maybe in, maybe in 19... I'm just going 2002. Probably not. Yeah. Even in 2002. And um, Ben talks to Mr. Tillman, who's the perviest old man in this fucking hospital. I mean, aren't all the old guys pervy, though? Not really. <laughs> no. I feel like that's just the thing. When, old, when dudes get old, they're just like... The horniest, thirstiest motherfuckers ever. This one is, because, you know, Ben's talking about, hey, that the scouts are coming. Mr. Tibbins like, girl scouts, ooh, yeah. He's pretty lecherous. And Ben gives him a pair of dirty playing cards. He's smuggling in porn for the old people. It's nice of him, though, when you think about it. Yeah. It's nice of him. Amy, meanwhile... Works at this little fucking seafood diner that looks like a truck. Bet you they have great, like, crab cakes or something like that. Probably, but this is the fucking Midnight Lobster Truck. It is the Midnight. It is actually the Midnight Lobster Truck. (laughs) She works at the Midnight Lobster Truck serving coffee. Which means that the lobster is probably excellent. The coffee is probably like the movie. Yeah, And she talks about she has to stay there until 2 a.m. to close. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, she's when there's that mad rush on the midnight lobster truck coffee. Ugh. And so she's like, hey, I, I, I made a decision, Ben. Like, instead of going to Rhode Island, I can go to Berkeley. Go Bears. Yeah. And we can get an apartment together when you go to Stanford. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hold up, girl. Let's not make plans yet. Okay. So here's the thing. For people who do not know California geography, Palo Alto, where Stanford is, is about 40 miles south of Berkeley, it is a long drive. Yes, you could get an apartment somewhere in between, but no one wants to commute to Berkeley. First of all, it's impossible to park at Berkeley. I don't know about Stanford, but probably it's Bay Area. So no one's commuting to fucking Berkeley from Palo Alto. It's just not happening. Yeah, I looked up the the difference, um, and it's like an hour drive between the two. Yeah, it's... But that was just according to Google Maps without traffic. Yeah, and there's always traffic. I mean, look, it's, I'm not saying that kids don't, like, Cal kids and Stanford kids don't date and see each but they're not going to each other every single fucking day. <laughs> that is, that, is a little, that would be horrific. They're expecting Northern California to be like their home in New Jersey. That, that's probably true. That's not, California doesn't work that way, East Coasters. Sorry. Where, where, where she could just safely moped around everywhere. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, not how that works. So, but feel free to go to Berkeley. I mean, we need nice, smart people at Berkeley. You can send, you can see CD McSwimmers send down to Stanford. Yeah. So the next morning, Ben and Josh they show up early to practice in the pool without a lifeguard. Totally against yeah. regulation. Probably even in two thousand two. Yes. And they're like, "Hey, did you see this new girl, Madison? I'm gonna fuck her." That's Josh talking. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I heard she's from the south. I want to hear that accent when she moans my name. Yeah, well, about that. He'll, he'll find out that that doesn't work quite that way later. Yeah, and she's staying with her cousin, Christopher Dante. Yes, turns out that's her cousin. Ben's driving home, and he's checking her out. Almost runs her fucking down with his car. Yeah. And he's like, let me give you a big ride in my, in my, in my big manly truck. My truck. Totally not my penis. Yeah, so it gets in her big... Gets in his big truck, drives her to her fucking nice ass mansion. Yeah, apparently Christopher Dante's family is very wealthy. Yeah, and once he drops her off, he goes home and locks his truck with the club. Ah, yes, the club. Remember that fucking thing? Yeah, that thing is. There's a reason nobody uses it. It's pretty fucking useless. 
it was just a, a thing that went across your steering wheel. Yeah. Kids these days will never know. Like, you can still drive it. It's just a thing on your steering wheel. Yeah. I mean, I guess it looks a little suspicious if you're driving with the club on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, they, they always put it in the ads like, criminals see it and they will not rob your car. And it has, like, a guy in a fucking ski mask about to break in a car. And he's like, oh, no, the club. And he runs away. He'll just take the wheels off the car and sell them. <laughs> just leave you with, no, with nothing. Yeah. Or he'll smash and grab the goods out of it. And she intentionally left behind a little journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, she dropped this. No, she left that for you, motherfucker. Girls do that shit all the time in high school. True. And this is an exceptionally manipulative young lady. And so he's trying to do his, his homework, but he keeps looking at that journal, and he can't resist the temptation. And it's just her music. Like, she writes her own music. And Ben can read music. Apparently. Because he's, like, nodding his head along to these notes that he looks at. Incidentally, never sh- it never shows him playing any music. Yeah. I don't even think it shows him listening to any music. And mysteriously, in one song, she's inked B.C., his name, his initials. So he calls her up to say, hey, you left this thing. And some, some old-ass woman answers. And is like, Madison, it's a boy! And he's off to the return the notebook, and he... He's planning to get with her. You know he is. Because even the mom's like, you're looking sharp. You got a date? Yeah. Though I like that she thinks he's uh, got a date because he's just, he happens to be wearing a not like t-shirt and like board, like uh, like gym shorts. He's wearing a collared shirt that's wrinkled as hell. And he's got some pants on. He's got pants and a shirt on. He must be getting getting fancy. And we know he's going to cheat on Amy because you know what? He never bought Amy a bear. We know there's no commitment in that relationship. Dante answers the door, creepy as hell. And um, Madison comes from some fucking bridge into the second floor of their house. Yes. Like, why did you tell me I had a visitor? She's so creepy. This whole scene gives me, like, Tennessee Williams kind of vibes. Well, she's supposed to be from the South. Yeah, this is, like, creepy fucking, it's a gentleman caller kind of shit. Yeah. And she walks out and fucking poses like Blanche Dubois. Well, they want her to keep reminding you that she is in fact from the South. Yeah. And she's like, I have to get out of here. It's so stifling. I have the vapors. Red flags, dude. Red flags. Run away. And then um, she's like, I haven't eaten all day. So cut to a diner um, where they're having... My note initially says cheeseburgers and fries and goes, wait, no, fucking plain-ass burgers with no cheese and fries. It's fucking sin of a burger. Some people don't like cheese in their hamburgers. Those people are wrong, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> There's a whole-ass like. onion and a tomato, and eh, it's, it's served with a pickle spear. Now, I do like me pickle spears, but no cheese on your burger? That just seems wrong. That is wrong. Well, they don't eat these anyway. They just sit That's and true. stare at them. Has Ben just randomly says, I used to have a problem with drugs, and I stole, and then I went to juvenile hall, but then I learned to swim. I like his backstory. It's, uh, it's kind of uplifting. Yeah, that, like, he learned to swim in juvenile hall, and that gave him a purpose. And that would have like, been a, that would have been a good movie by itself, right? Yeah. Just do the whole, he gets in trouble, he goes to juvie, you get the scenes of him learning to swim, and then he becomes a high school swim star and gets a scholarship to Stanford, and that makes, that's just an infinitely better film. Swim boy. <laughs> swim boy, that's right. Yeah, and she goes, oh, I know exactly how you feel because I play the cello, and um, no one can touch me or hurt me, and I can escape, and it's like, wow, this girl's got some demons in her past. We yes. Yeah. Okay, that- Okay, you've already picked out one of my issues with this movie. We'll get back to that. It is very important to my my feelings about that particular character. So Ben's like, I have a girlfriend. Her name's Amy. And she's like, oh, that's fine. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. He's a great guy. He's a he's a shortstop being scouted by the Mets. He says, until we can move in together, though, we're agreed to see other people. Yeah. And so Ben brings up, he's like, oh, well, for the record, my friend Josh would gladly murder me and step over my dead body to be with you. She's like, I'm not interested in Josh. Like, he's he's like, hey, can I take you home now? You should, but I'm not ready to say goodnight. At that that point, 
it's at that point you go, okay, lady, we're going home. Yeah, because this is a uh, fatal attraction for teenagers. <laughs> yes, I, I. that is, in fact, the, the idea. And he's like, what do you want to do? And we cut to him swimming in the pool at night, like they broke into the high school for him to swim. He may have keys to get into the pool because of being on the swim team. I don't fucking know. Well, his coach told him he wanted him to live in the pool. So, yeah, maybe he does. Sleep on maybe a fucking raft, Ben. Apparently he didn't. Apparently uh, he has, maybe he didn't have to break in. Maybe he just has the rights to go in whenever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So. And uh, so he's swimming around. And then she decides to just strip down to her underwear and walk into the pool and say, I can't swim. The classic teach me to swim, Floy. Yeah. We've seen that in a few movies. So he's holding her, teaching her to swim. She's being naughty. And then they just, they end up at the far deep end of the pool where they start making out and they fuck. (laughs) Which again... Seems first of all, it seems miserable, especially given the amount of chlorine in a school pool. Oh, well, sex and water is terrible to begin with. It's just like uh, Ben must have just like having sex in uncomfortable places, like the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah. If you don't know what that reference is, you might be a zoomer. <laughs> and also, I think she's lying about being able to not swim because a, you know, she's being a total tease and. They're in the far deep end of the pool, where it's like 12 feet deep. I think her her main thing in her mind would be like, don't let go of me, because I'll fucking drown. But no, she's like, Ben, tell me you love me. You know, and it, yeah. you, you don't have to mean it, just say it. Say that you love me. I'm like, this is some Blanche Dubois kind of shit now. She's it's either a kink, or more likely, she's severely psychologically damaged. Which we will get back to. And then they're I mean, magic. Yeah. They're magically dry as he drives her home. <laughs> Didn't notice that. Yes, that is very funny. You know, her hair is perfect again. This movie's just like Varsity Blues. This time he fuck actually does fuck the other girl. Yeah. And they're both like, hey, don't tell anybody. Okay. And then uh, Amy calls the next morning and says, you're so busted. I thought you were going to come by my midnight lobster truck diner and keep me company. And I think she's suspicious because he's like, I had homework at Randy's. How's his mom doing? I heard she broke her wrist. Um, 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 I'm like, oh, clever girl. Oh, he was certainly Randy. Oh, he was Randy. Amy's like, I left something in your locker. I hope you like it. I was like, oh, did she get him a bear? Is there a bear in his locker? It's not a bear. No, well, there's these little flowers on the lock. And then there's a note from Amy that goes, I'm proud of you. I love you. And so, um. Amy is putting the moves here on, on Ben. It's like, my parents are going to Jamaica for a week. No parents at my house. We can finally stop fucking in the car. And, <laughs> and Ben has the flower that was on his locker, and she's like, oh, did you get this for me? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I did. Smooth. And we get this like hard rock music and a swim montage, but Ben's thinking of fucking Madison in the pool. And he can't focus, and Dan is like, swim better! I like those cuts, though, because I'd imagine it would be, uh... So I will say some of the edits in this film are unusual, but I kind of dug them. Well, it's, this, is, this is one of those scenes that I, I kind of like. It's a good editor they actually have. It's Sarah Flack. Um, she is Sofia Coppola's editor. Oh, okay. She's there edited, like, all of Sofia Coppola's films. She edited, so actually uh, have a, a real a real professional here. She was an assistant editor for Romeo and Juliet. That had some good editing, too. Yeah, you know. So, she she's a good editor. So, I, I did like this scene, and yes, I mean, that that would probably be, uh, if you feel guilty about fucking, your, cheating on your girlfriend in the pool, and then having to go back there and actually try to compete in the pool, that would probably be fairly distracting. We get the uh, high school drinking party at Amy's house. Yeah, traditional. Josh is like, I'm on a low-carb diet right now. My note says, bitch, you drinking beer. That's the opposite of a low-carb diet. Yeah, well, maybe he's having Michelob Ultra. They're drinking some shit from a keg. They're high schoolers. (laughs) Let's be honest, we know what it is. It's fucking hands. It's it's Natty Light. Yeah. And Amy's like, I want you to meet someone. I met this girl, Madison. Madison, this is my boyfriend, Ben. (laughs) Madison's like, oh, it's nice to meet you, Ben. And so, uh, Somebody announces Randy, 
announces that, like, I gotta make a video run. And it was like, oh, shit, like, like he's going to the Blockbuster to rent yep, videos for the party? Hit the Blockbuster up. Yeah. And Amy's like, oh, I'm gonna go move your truck, Ben. Um, if you don't know what a Blockbuster is, you might be a Zoomer. Yeah. Blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrible. Actually, I made use of their, like, they had that, like, unlimited thing where you could check out movies for whatever. I made use of that for some of my classes to watch film for some of my papers. Oh, see. I went to college later in life to where I could just stream whatever I needed. Oh, that's nice. We Streaming had just, like, started being a thing when I went to college. Because I went to college directly out of high school, so... So Madison keeps on trying to flirt with Ben. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, Amy's real nice. Um, she's sweet. By the way, I left my panties in your car. And he's like, you're, you're what? My panties. My panties are in your truck. Like, you remember that time we fucked in the pool? Well, <laughs> yeah. I left my panties in <laughs> And um, so Ben's like, oh, shit. And he runs out to his truck to stop Amy. And he's like, I'll, I'll move the truck. And, you know, the panties are there intentionally left. They couldn't just fall into the seat. Like, how do they fall off of your body and into the seat? Right, no, no, no. Obviously, she she left them there. Probably put them there not after the event. Probably put them there tonight. Hell, she probably put them there before they did anything. That's, that's also possible. Yeah, so then Ben's the next day. He's on that old school 2002 dial-up Looking at swimming <laughs> records when his, like, AOL instant messenger goes off. That fucking loud, like, ba-ding sound. Oh, man. That brings, brings me back. He's got message from SwimFan85. Madison. Assuming, I'm guessing Madison was born in 1985, then. She's like, why don't you answer? You're using your hands for something else? At school, <laughs> Madison? At school? <laughs> well, I mean, he fucked her at school, so. Yeah. And then uh, he he does he's like hey, I'm working I'm busy I'm homeworking and then SwimFan85 has logged off but she's lurking at her locker and Ben is like obviously avoiding her like he can she can see him hiding yeah so while Coach is lecturing the class about swim better uh, she pages him he has a no, fucking no, no, pager no. in 2002 I can't believe okay I did I guess pagers were still around in 2002. I had a cell phone by 2002, and I didn't get a cell phone until I was a senior in high school. I mean, some kids had pagers and, in high school has like a novelty before cell phones. Yeah, but this is definitely well past the cell phone era. By like, and I was late to the party, like getting a, see, I was a senior, so it would have been maybe 2001, like the year before I got in the cell phone, and I was probably about five years late to the party. Well, I had a friend in high school that got a cellular phone, and he, well, he was like, the wealthy kid that got all the new tech. And he's like, yeah. look at my fancy cellular phone. I can play Snake on it. Yeah, I had a Nokia. I, mean, I think we all did. Yeah. Right. And so um, when Ben goes home, fucking Madison's in his house. Like, I finally got to meet your mother. He's like, what do you mean, finally? You were a one-night stand. I banged two nights ago. She's, um, well, again... Let's. I'll, let's. I want to talk about Madison at the end. Once we get through all of this shit, and why, one of the things that bugs me the most about this film. So he's like, "Bitch, bitch, you're, you're misunderstanding our relationship." I told you I have a girlfriend, and she's like, "What? What? What? Was I a mistake?" He's like, "Yes, you were," and you can actually like hear her snap. Yeah, which I kind of like that. Well, she has some. Like I said, some of these edits where she's like, her world is being kind of shattered. These cuts. Yeah. Are pretty cool. Like it's good editing. Yeah. And so she shattered as he's like, I don't I don't like you that way, Madison. Surprise. Yeah. Can you excuse me for one second? How long has she been here? I don't know, about twenty minutes. Who is she? So great to finally meet your mother. What do you mean, finally? You mean, you just met me. Doesn't feel that way. How did you know that it was her birthday, by the way? You told me. 
At the party, remember? Madison, uh, I think that you're misunderstanding our relationship in a very fundamental way. We're friends. Right. Friends, exactly. Friends see each other. Friends are happy when other friends stop by with flowers. What's the problem? Um, you're just coming on a little strong. No. You didn't think I was coming on too strong when we were in the pool. I have a girlfriend. I told you that I had a girlfriend. What are you saying? That making love to me was a mistake? Yeah, I guess I am. I'm sorry. So you want to just forget all about it, pretend like it never happened? Maybe I was wrong about you. Madison. You're not going to tell anybody about this, right? And so after she mopes around in her room listening to classical music, uh, the next day, Penn gets uh, 81 new emails from SwimFan85 that she has sent him 81 naked pictures of herself that these these naked JPEGs take forever to load with this fucking dial-up internet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's there her holding a camera, not a digital camera. No. So... She had to take these photos herself, all 81 of these naked photos, find Damn. some shady-ass one-hour photo that would develop naked photos of an underage girl, and then scan them, and then upload them one by one to 81 fucking emails. That took all day for her, I bet. Yeah. She woke up early to start that shit. And as Ben has, like, a naked picture of Madison on his computer, that's when Amy shows up. And she's like, we should go back to my house, my empty, parentless house. You know, he just, but he's so concerned about, like, her finding out about Madison that he's, like, not getting her fuck me hints right now. Right. So it's like, poor Amy, crying emoji. Well, I mean, yeah, poor Amy, exactly. She's, (laughs) this poor girl. Like, I mean, it's kind of, you got the traditional, like... You know, she's the smart, sweet brunette, hardworking, caring, loving, and you got the blonde seduct. That's a classic, like, trope, right? Yeah, definitely. Even in real life, that's a classic trope. So I now- mean, C, Kennedy, John F. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's apparently dating Josh, because they, they, they kiss by the poolside. Then Randy comes up and is like, hi, pretty lady, I am Randy. Yeah, Randy's a dumbass. He's played by Jason Ritter. I know, I love Jason Ritter too, but that character. Yeah. Speaking of underused, there, Jason Ritter. We will see him again when we eventually make it to Freddy vs. Jason. I love that movie. Anyway. But we did see him before. He was <laughs> bar guy number two in the extended ending of Wicker Man. That's right. He was one of the, with uh, James Franco. James Franco and, John, and, and, and Jason Ritter, yeah. Yeah, and that's our episode 60. We discussed that. So so Ben's like, hey, so you and Josh. And she just stares him down. Yeah, she's obviously, she's in traditional get get back at Ben mode, you know. Yeah. And then um, she is like, she comes up to Ben later. She's like, you mad about Josh? When I'm with Josh, I pretend it's you. And Ben just goes, wow. <laughs> I mean, how else do you react to that? I mean. Yeah, because she's, she's cornered him in the locker room. He's like, Madison, I'm trying to drop you. And it's, we get more of her fractured editing, and there's like a cello shriek throughout it all. Yeah. And she's like, you said you loved me! And he's like, yeah, I I didn't. You asked me to. I've been looking all over for you. What are you doing in here? Ben, 
What is going on? I don't understand. You're not returning my calls. Are you mad about Josh? I'm late for work. Listen, he doesn't mean anything to me. When I'm with him, I pretend it's you. Did I do something wrong? Would you just talk to me? Madison, I have a lot going on right now, okay? Maybe too much. Maybe you should consider dropping some of your commitments. Jesus, Madison, what don't you get? I'm, tr I'm trying to drop you. You don't mean that. Madison, I don't know any other way to say this except to just say it, okay? I'm not with you. With Amy. Amy, I told you this. Do you remember? Sure, I remember. I also remember you told me you loved me. Yeah. You asked me to. I know, you, you asked him to do that. So now she's totally broken and the revenge starts. Here comes the... I don't want to say the crazy shit started because the eighty-one nude pictures is pretty fucking insane. Oh yeah, she's already she's already her psychosis has definitely manifested at this point. Ben's delivering meds at the hospital. He goes to pervy ass Mister Tillman, who's like, "I want Viagra and a nurse under 70. And I'm like, "He's tech. He is technically a nurse under seven. Yeah. I mean, if you want a nurse under seventy, Ben's right there for you, my man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But whatever he gives him is uh, just damn near kills Mr. Tillman. He goes into, like, code blue. Yeah. And so he's he's pulled in before, like, the nurse is like, Hey, did you know all the meds were switched on you? You could have killed all the people. You're fired. How the fuck did Madison do this? That's the question we ask about much of what happens the rest <laughs> yeah. of the movie. So angry music, bent at school, slamming shit around, storms in on Madison playing her cello. He's like, bitch, I know what you're doing. You better cut this shit out. You're going to stop paging me. So I had a huge issue with this scene because, one, he has no proof that she did it, right? She yeah. probably did. Almost certainly did. But that's that's irrelevant to the point. He has no proof that she did it other than a hunch that she might. So she Keith comes in there, destroys her instrument, starts choking her out in public. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's going a bit far there man and then uh, he's like Amy he calls Amy he's like Amy we need to talk she's like but I don't get off until one you know that, that rush on that midnight lobster truck coffee town loves him some midnight lobster truck coffee and she's like and you got that swim meat he's like screw the the, 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 the meat like really Ben the most important meat of your life with the uh, the scouts from Stanford so they're like, oh, we'll talk in the morning then. Meanwhile, Madison is outside of the Midnight Lobster Diner watching. And I like that the next morning at school, we don't have any dialogue. We actually get this all through body language. Yeah, this is a good scene. This is well done. It's the whole fucking school that's like giving Ben dirty looks. And we go up and Amy is crying. That's um, because the whole school knows Amy is awesome. <laughs> and Ben is a fucking idiot. And Ben just cheated on her with new girl. Amy slaps him. Black friend angrily points at him. <laughs> Deservedly so. Ben deserves everything he gets from his girlfriend and his friends and the school here. And I think it's important to point out, like, way before this, Madison, when she's trying to get with Ben, and Ben's like, I'm trying to drop you. Madison's like, you have too many commitments in your life. You need to have more time for me. Right. So, well, now he's lost his job. He's lost his girlfriend. So he just... Friends. <laughs> he lost his friends. He sits down and eats an apple. Fucking Dante's behind him reading Catcher in the Rye. Of course he is. Yeah. And, um... Haha, uh, look at me. He's weird and edgy. <laughs> so now he has time for Madison, right? Though, how did Amy find out? Did Madison just, like, walk into the diner? Like, yeah, I'll take some of the midnight coffee from your lobster truck, and by the also, way... Also, your boyfriend's dick's, like, eight inches and filled me up really good, like... <laughs> Yeah, she does make a comment about how big it is. Yep. Yeah. I could see her doing that, too. So Amy is all sad at the diner, um, as, serving as out expect. the coffee. Ben's spying on her. So he goes to New York for the meet. But first, they gotta, um, they gotta do a pee test. And 
just before the meet's about to start, you know, Coach Dan Hidea comes up and is like, Ben, your urine tested positive for anabolic steroids. You gotta go. And my thought is, does the motherfucker look like he's on roids? Well, he, he's got a nice body, but that definitely ain't a steroid not a, body. Not a roid body. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, how did this happen? Oh, no. And, um, again, how did Madison do this? And, yeah, like I said, I have no answers for that. That is a question we ask pretty much every every time something happens for the rest so, of the film. For the urine to test positive for anabolic steroids, you have to have to take steroids and pee in a cup. You can't just, like, have urine sitting on a counter and drop a pill in it. You know, that ain't gonna work. Right. Um, and it's not like she gave Ben steroids, because he would have noticed. You would notice if you were taking anabolic steroids. There's a difference in, you know, you feel it. Ben while he's sleeping and just shoots him in the like, gives him the fucking (laughs) shot in the ass, like. (laughs) So it was like, okay. Jose Canseco style. Did Madison take these steroids herself, pee in a cup, somehow keep it at temperature to swap it out with Ben's pee? I mean, she does have the steroids later in the film. The question is, how did she get them into Ben's pee? Yeah. So Ben's kicked off the team. Josh wins the swim meet. The coaches from Stanford are talking to Josh. So Josh has just lost everything now. When he gets home, the mom's like, are you taking drugs again? Yeah, you know it's bad when your own mom doesn't even trust you. He tries to apologize to Amy. and She's like, yeah, whatever, you, you, you cheating motherfucker. She tries to listen, but she just can't, can't she, do it. She can't. She not really. She's, is, she doesn't have it in her yet. She's, obviously, she's an extraordinarily nice person. That's the thing. I keep bringing this up. Amy's an extraordinarily nice person. She even tries to give him a chance to like, you know, listen to him. But she's just, she can't do it. So, uh, meanwhile, we get Josh and Madison making out in a car. More car sex. But we don't get there because she starts moaning, Ben. And Josh is like, whoa, pump the brakes, girl, Ben. Sorry, Josh, you didn't get to hear your name. Yeah, she's like, Ben's right, you are a, a fucking crazy bitch. I mean, I knew something was up because Ben would never do steroids. I mean, Josh is friends and rivals with Ben, but, I mean, he obviously respects him. Yeah, he wouldn't set up a, a fake steroid scheme. Right. And so he just, like, leaves her and takes off. And she's just screaming, I love you! She's got a lot of problems. So so Ben goes to clean out his locker. He's stressed out. He decides to take one last swim. And while he's doing his laps, boom, Josh's dead fucking body is floating in the pool. Well, he finds the bat in his locker first. Yeah. So many problems here. Like, you mean like the rest of the film? Did he? How did he not see Josh's dead body floating in the pool before he dived in to do his laps? That's an excellent question. Like, was it not there? And then Madison just kind of like dragged it out and threw it in <laughs> while he was slid it, slid it in quietly. <laughs> yeah, no splash. Just kind of <laughs> fuck you, Ben. Here's the corpse of your friend. So we get the uh, the detectives are waiting at his car after the funeral. Going, you you really didn't see anyone else, did you, Ben? <laughs> Some lazy detective work. It's like, well, this guy had a history in juvie. I guess he must be the murderer. That's literally their <laughs> the extent of their detective work. And, and my notes here is like, what the fuck is Madison's end game? It's not like Josh is going to go back to her after all this, sh- especially if she goes to prison for Josh's murder. Right. So he 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 go breaks into Madison's house to try and like I don't know find evidence. And I actually started thinking about this. I'm like, if hypothetically, if a person were to break into someone's house on their own, independent of anything else, steal evidence and then give it to the cops, is that evidence admissible? Because the cops would have gotten the evidence legitimately. Yeah, that's interesting. Sure, I, you think I would know, given that my family is a bunch of lawyers. They don't do criminal law, so. But he does find the anabolic steroids. He finds the roids, he finds... He finds the secret box of creepy Ben stuff. Ben, yeah, the Ben, sh- the ben box. Yeah, it's got all of his newspaper clippings, a pair of his Speedos. I mean, it, it's established by this point that Madison can pretty much do and get anything she wants at any moment, so... And there's a picture of Ben and Amy, but Madison taped her face over Amy's. And Dante shows up, Chris Dante, he shows up, he's like, Hey, she'd kill you if she found you in here, come, come with me. Shoves him out the window. 
Literally, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> and Madison comes in to say, Oh, Christopher, you're a piece of shit. Just wanted to remind you of that. Goodbye. Yeah. And, Damn, Madison, that's mean. Yeah, and um, so Chris is like, Here, here, Ben, have this. And it's it's her previous stocking box. Yep. For a baseball player named Josh Donnelly, we missed the prequel, Baseball Fan. That's right. And I'm like, oh, this is her boyfriend that's being scouted by the Mets? Yep. And it's like, let's let's drive all the way to New York City, which I don't know what part of Jersey they're in. That could have been quite a drive or not much of a drive. Yeah, it could have been close. It could have been far. We don't know. But we know she's not from the South. <laughs> well, at least uh, not recently. Yeah. And so Jake Donnelly's just in a coma on a respirator. All of his baseball stuff is still there. That apparently Madison left there. Yeah. Thinking that he would just get up and get his shit on and walk out for her. Yeah. And that the mom's like, oh, children don't wear seatbelts. His girlfriend wore a seatbelt and she's fine. She decorated this room with all of his trophies and his clothings. Meanwhile, Amy's out there on her moped. And Madison's dressed up as Ben. <laughs> yeah, well. In his truck. She's wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, in his truck. You know, and tries to chase Amy down. Which brings up another question. <laughs> How the fuck did Ben get up to wherever the fuck he without his truck? I guess he could have taken a subway or something. But... Chris drove him. Remember, he st- he's like, I'll wait in the car. You go well, up that's, and look. That's right. Chris is like, I need to show you something. And t- drives him all the way to fucking New York. That's right. Yeah. Gonna road trip with a stranger here. But, well, uh, an acquaintance. They they know each other a little bit. <laughs> and so, uh, Ben, he, he goes to a payphone, and he's like, Mom, I got your page. Like, <laughs> Gen Z kids will never know. Never know, that's right. Going to a payphone to say, Mom, I got your page. But this is 2002, not 1992. Yeah. And the mom's like, oh, the paramedics, they brought Amy in, and they're saying you ran her off the road. And I'm like, are they? Because he's been in New fucking York. <laughs> well, again, the problem is the detectives are lazy and just, they don't like him and want to just throw him throw him in jail for no reason. <laughs> they have pictures. They got pictures of Big Titty Madison wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Madison's got some curves and some boobs, and uh, I think it would be pretty hard to disguise herself very well as kind of skinny... The police officers don't question why there's a high school girl now dressed as a doctor on this secure floor. Nope. It says something about volunteer. They're like, good enough for me. Yeah. Never, never seen this girl before, but you know, it's fine. And it's Madison, and so she's got her scalpel. She's going to go off Amy. But then suddenly we hear paging Jake Donnelly, Jake Donnelly to the nurse's desk, which yeah, makes her ben, stop. Because Ben has decided he's, he's got a plan. He has plans. He has plans. But at first I'm like, okay, is, is Madison hallucinating this? Because this page just keeps going on forever and ever. Jake Donnelly to the nurse's station, still paging Jake Donnelly. So I'm like, either she's insane, or they have the most impatient receptionist in the world. Well, in Porcano's dose, in this case. It's like, it's been 30 seconds, where the fuck are you, Jake Donnelly? So she decides to not kill Amy and go to the nurse's desk, sees Jake Donnelly's um, baseball jacket, jacket, yeah, and thinks like, oh, for some reason Jake Donnelly popped out of his coma and came to this New Jersey hospital. Just happened to know where she was. Yeah, but no, it's it's Christopher. And Ben jumps out and gets the j- jump on Madison, where she's like, I did this for us. And Black Friend comes out from behind some cars holding a video camera. Like, what the fuck was she taping? Yeah, I guess. I, I, I'm ca- Somehow they managed to uh, arrange this whole thing while... I don't know. Not with a cell phone. He had to go to a landline and call all these people, hoping they were home, which apparently they were. And I'm then gonna say, get in the car. <laughs> I'm going to say he got back in the car with Dante... They booked it like 150 miles an hour back to New Jersey and just was like burning rubber around town, gathering up everybody, being like, hey, this is what happened. Look what I found. I've got a plan. Yeah, we're going to get her down in the parking garage. And you, black friend, you're going to hide behind five cars back there with the video camera and record nothing. And 
somehow he gets everybody to agree to this. It's the only way it makes sense. Yeah, considering all of his friends don't want to talk to him anymore. That nat 20 on his diplomacy check. Yeah. The hospital decides that Amy can go home with her boyfriend's parents? Like, not her parents, by the way. But, oh, they've arrested Madison. Yeah, they've arrested oh, Madison. The, detective, the, director, the detective has shown up and goes, well... All right, if this checks out, I'll personally apologize to you. I'm like, well, at least you're big enough to not be a complete tool. And Shed Hospital has decided to uh, send Amy home with her boyfriend's parents. I mean, this is the same hospital that let Madison just kind of walk around with a, like a, a doodled on thing that said, like, <laughs> volunteer. So. In a fucking crayon. Um, so, you know, Ben goes to apologize to Amy, and Amy's like, my dad used to cheat on my mom, I get it. Here, cuddle with me. And then the doorbell I mean, that's rings. True. Like father, like son sometimes, especially with the infidelity. And then the doorbell rings, and I already know something's up, because they've established that these people have a dog. And there's no dog barking when that doorbell goes off. What kind of fucking dog is that? That dog's gone. <laughs> that dog <laughs> was a fucking prop. Then goes out, sees the empty police car, goes, huh, whatever. Goes back inside. And his mom's just knocked the fuck out in the kitchen. And Amy's gone. Because we forgot to... How did I not get the part where Madison escapes from the police car? No oh, yeah. No notes on that at all, because that seems oh. ridiculous. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have. So, I... Okay, this is my note. Okay, I have so... One, why is she cuffed in the front? Two, why is there a cop in the backseat with her? She's wanted for murder. and Probably, like, two counts of attempted murder. You can't... You make sure she's secure and can't hurt people. Yeah. And so, like, a, a train goes by and she just grabs a cop's gun and shoots them and escapes. They're like, oh, a teenage girl, she's nothing, no problems. Yeah. Teen teenage girl that murdered a kid. Bludgeoned a kid to death and threw him into the pool. Nearly killed an old man and was about to slit the throat of, of a girl in the hospital. You cuffed that, you cuffed that chick's hands behind, back to back, behind her back, so she can't do shit. Yeah. And you put nobody in the backseat of that cop car with her. Yeah. Oh, the, the old, the, the, the high school girl that beat the swim jock to death with her own hands? Oh, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Fucking stupid. So now she's got Amy handcuffed to a chair at the poolside. And Madison's like, Amy, you see over there, that end of the pool? That's where we fucked. That's where we made love, is what she says, though. Yeah, there was, there was, there was no love. You know, she doesn't. I love mean, maybe, you. maybe, maybe for her. She doesn't love you like I do, Ben. Has she ever given you a bear? <laughs> That's right, a cross-eyed bear. Yeah, just admit that you love me, Ben. You know, and he just, she just handcuffs Amy and shoves her into the water. No keys for the handcuffs, but Ben swims twelve feet underwater and goes. Some reason still has Madison's fucking music note hair clip. Like, no why does he have this? That that's the least of our concerns with what's going on. Like, if I had a crazy person stalking me and I was like, "Oh, look, I found their hair clip in my pocket. I'm throwing that the fuck away." Maybe he goes, "You know what? This reminds me of my old lock picking days. I want to keep it as a I want a souvenir of the crazy bitch that stalked me and ruined my life." I mean, we've already. I mean, we've discovered that Ben's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, right? this hair, this hairpin is. Yes, luckily he has it. Deus ex hairpinia. Yeah. So, um, Madison's whacking at them with the uh, fucking pull skimmer. Yeah. But, but she falls in, and apparently she really can't swim. Yeah, she just drowns. Yeah, because Ben goes to to do some rescue breath on Amy, while Madison just just drowns and dies out there. And I almost kind of feel bad for her. Madison? Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Because she was like a complete person with hopes and dreams, a personality. She played the cello. You know, she had a cute music note hair clip. We'll talk about the problem with the characterization <laughs> of Madison in just a minute, because I'm actually very mad at this. And um, so Ben watches some other swim meet, not even his friends, just random swim meet. Because he's not let back on the swim team for some reason. And um, so him and Amy drive away together. But they, they don't look happy. I don't and think that's this the relationship is going to college. That's the fucking end of the movie. She's going to Berkeley and he's going to URI. 
Yeah, right. They swap squad. So, thoughts? Okay, so, Madison as a character. She is obviously... Okay, let's let's start with this. This movie is so disappointingly medium. Like, it is not fun in a bad way. It's just boring. It's just middle. Yeah, it's mid. It, that is, and, and that is the worst crime a movie can commit, in my opinion. Because at least if it's, like, absolute shit, you can have fun and make fun of it and watch it. This is just, like... Eh, there's okay. no campiness. There's no campiness. It's just played straight. It's not interesting. Second, second of all, so, okay. So if we take that as the baseline, my issue with Madison's characterization is they actually give hints at a background that make her three dimensional, but then ignore all of it, explain none of it, and just make her into this crazy villain. Yeah, which she's a person. I mean, there's so many hints of her being a complete person. She is obviously has some abandonment issues, either through her... Look, they all her parents are in Europe. No, her parents are not in fucking Europe. Her parents abandon her or are dead. That's why she's bouncing from family member to family member. She talks about how she when she plays cello, she escapes and she wants to escape. She has severe mental trauma. She has PTSD. She probably has some sort of uh, a mental illness to begin with as well. I, I, and the reason I say abandonment issues is look how probably and probably a father that abandoned her is look how fast she latches onto these boys. Yeah, uh, but there's definitely there could be abuse in there, right? Because she also says like I, I don't want anybody to hurt me. Yeah, but instead of like oh you know this this girl is you know deeply disturbed she needs help they're like oh she's evil get out of my life. it's it's disgusting how they treat it. and it's just kind of. To me, as someone who has mental illness, it sort of feels, it feels kind of dirty. Like, oh, look, mentally ill people are just crazy and evil. They don't, you know, who cares? As cliche as it is, having it end with her in a mental institution screaming Ben would have been a better ending. It would have, because at least it would have been like, okay, maybe she'll get some help. But we, we acknowledge the fact that she's insane and that she's been broken and abused. I would love to have some... As much as I hate like dealing with abuse, we could have made this movie so much better by actually trying to look at what has caused her to go this way because she's a tragic figure. She but the is. movie doesn't want to let her be the tragic figure. It is. They just want her to make her into the, the crazy fatal attraction character. Yeah. The, the, the chick from The Crush. You know, Felicia Silverstone's character from The Crush. Well, we should do that movie. I do like that movie. Are you sure? I actually don't know. It's, it's been probably longer since I've But I do like Alicia Silverstone, though. I still, I still like. Um, so what, yeah, I just I it hurt. This movie hurts me like emotionally. Yeah, there's so many stupid things in this movie. I mean, I if it had, I don't know. This yeah, this movie's got so many problems. How does she do any of this shit? I don't know. So there is one interesting thing I wanted to bring up about this when I was doing my research, is that the Wikipedia had listed Haley Bieber as wannabe Selena in the cast. And I was like, what? The fuck, yeah. The fuck? And so I looked into it, and Wikipedia has since been edited to remove that. Because as I looked into it, apparently they, they, there's this... Some salty bitches out there that are really upset that uh, Justin Bieber broke up with Selena Gomez to go out with Haley Bieber and marry Haley Bieber in 2018. That is the that is the strangest hill to die on. And they call her swim fan Baldwin because she's the the, the cute blonde that took the guy away from the the nice dark haired girl. Oh, okay, got it. And so these salty ass bitches have been. For five years, have been carrying out their rage on the Wikipedia page for Swim Fan. You know, and so, it keeps getting re-edited, but then they put it back up. And so I'm what you're like, saying is, I don't. Yeah, okay, wow, that is that is a thing. It's some um, real Swim Fan shit. That yeah, I guess you picked That's the right the movie. movie. Um, interestingly, I just found out that Haley Bieber, um, Nee Baldwin, is Stephen Baldwin's daughter. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, from one of the, Biodome? One of the, one of the, the lesser Baldwins? Yeah. Anyway. anyway so where do you put Swim Fan on the, the coffee scale? I, I'll i eat poisoned well water before watching this fucking movie again. 
Is it Midnight Lobster Truck Coffee? <laughs> it's, it's worse than that. It okay. is. So, so this is worse than Supervan. This movie made me angrier than Supervan. Ang- Supervan made me angry because it was just so insipid and just kind of gross and disgusting. But at least you could view that kind of as a product of its time. Like, okay, and as we've seen, as and we'll discuss soon in our bonus episode, the '60s blew ass. Yeah, um, this movie was made in 2002. This, 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 this century, the last 20 years, and it is just, just so. I don't know. It's just disgusting. I just the way it treats its its antagonist when it it, it would have been better if they didn't if they just let her be one dimensional rather than hinting at oh there's there's damage here. So this is our new worst then. I mean, objectively, no, but to me, like, on an emotional level, yeah. Where I put it on the, the scale of coffee is when I used to work at IHOP, I worked graveyards, and we yeah. would just put coffee on the table. Like, somebody <laughs> would sit at a table, we'd just give them a carafe of coffee, and they either drank it or not. It just existed there for them. That's how I feel about this movie. It just exists. It's there. You can watch it if you want. I, you're not going to like it. You're at a fucking IHOP at 3.30 in the morning. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I suggest not watching it. That would be my recommendation. Something has gone wrong with your life. But yeah, that's Swim Fan. Our bonus episode is Beach Party. More swimming. Which is a movie with its own problems. From 1963, yeah. The problems being that it's from 1963. Well, among other things. That's the root of the issue, yeah. Yeah, and next week, uh, Vin Diesel... Much more fun. The man, the myth, the legend. Well, not really a myth. I mean, nobody's doubting the existence yeah. of Vin Diesel. Oh, I'm sure there's someone out there who doubts the existence of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, those flat earthers. <laughs> the people who don't believe birds are real. Yeah. Vin Diesel's actually the rock. Yeah. But we will catch you then. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.